Welcome to the Vegan Family Kitchen podcast. And today it's the Vegan Italian Family podcast because I have a very special guest joining me today, all the way from Cambridge in the UK. It is Antonia Ricciardi. Lovely to see you, Antonia. Hello. Thank you for inviting me in your podcast. It's- Yeah, it's it's awesome to have you. You are a plant-based chef with expertise in raw food, and you were born and you spent most of your life in Italy. And not only that, but you were close to nature and your family, listen to this guy's, owned a restaurant in southern Italy. So she grew up breathing the passion for really good food. And I think everybody here is conjuring in their minds lovely ideas of what that might have seemed like in those days. Despite all that, she studied physics in university and then she worked in publishing and education, but her passion for healthy cooking has taken over her career now. In 2021, she enrolled in the Food Future Institute cooking school of the American celebrity chef Matthew Kenny. She graduated just last October, a few months ago, and now she practices as a private chef in Cambridge, UK, and she is offering raw cakes. So I am very excited to learn everything I can from her today and to share those uh, beautiful secrets with you. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And uh, yes, is uh, exactly, you describe uh, very well my, my life and uh, my choices, my passion for um, the healthy co- cooking Yeah, let's let's dig in. So I need to ask you about your food journey. Is it all as good as it sounds on paper? <laughs> But no, just just kidding. Just tell me tell me about your your food story, the, the story of food in your life. Um I I was born in the south of Italy and um uh, the in the south of Italy food is really important because uh, Everything that we do, uh, that we used to do, was uh, um, about, was about food. Uh, for example, uh, during the summer, there are something um, important practice that uh, um, my my grandparents and my and my parents used to do. Uh, for example, homemade uh, tomato salsa and um, other kind of things like. Uh, um, Uh, uh, the pickled pickle, uh, pickle, uh, uh, vegetables like uh, zucchini or aubergines. And um, we used to spend a lot of time during the summer in order to prepare food for the, um, for the next uh, season because uh, during the winter there are no many, many uh, foods to, to use. And so is uh, was really important to to be uh, ready f- uh, f- with the, the right food for the for the next uh, seasons yes and um, when i was uh, really young my grandmother uh, um, was was able to transmit me many many things about food I I was lucky because both my grandmothers are really good in the kitchen. One uh, used to work in the restaurant, and she 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 works every day of her life in the restaurant. And I learned many many things from her. 
And the other um, grandmother was a really, really uh, passionate for, for food too. And she knows uh, many things like uh, uh, wild uh, herbs and how to use uh, wild herbs and so on. And um, I remember my auntie too that uh, was uh, able to recognize a lot of spontaneous herb. And they, she used to prepare to make uh, uh, bread every every single week in a di- in, in a different uh, variety. For example, uh, I remember the bread with uh, walnuts and uh, honey mm. was great. Yes, I I had a lot a lot of my memories are um, linked to food. And uh, yes, is uh, were they also growing the food? Um, Did they have like a garden or even a farm? Yes, yes. My uh, my my grandma my grandmother has a, a garden, and uh, we uh, she, and she used to grow uh, some kind of foods like uh, uh, vegetables, uh, pep- like uh, peppers or beans or um, other things like um, tomatoes. tomatoes. Yes, yes. <laughs> obviously, and uh, a lot of uh, olive uh, trees. Or fig trees, so fruits and uh, other and uh, olive was uh, was uh, present in uh, in a very strong way in uh, our uh, in our kitchen because that sounds just beautiful. So you learned to cook. You you started cooking with your family. You didn't learn after you moved out of your family. Yes, home I. Yes, I learned from them, basically uh, observing them to cook because um, I was not allowed to stay near the the near near the fire, and uh, I from them I learned how to cook, for example, pizza or how to cook or how to how to do homemade pasta because uh, um, was a. Re- when I was really young, there there was no not enough shop in which you can buy pasta, and so we used to pre- to make pasta at home. Uh, some some old ladies used to pre- to make pasta every day, homemade pasta. So, for example, um, uh, orecchiette on the or fusilli and so on every day. Yes, it's. I mean, it's. It makes me think of the. Um many um latin american you know mexican and other women who make tortilla every day yes it's the same same idea or indian indian families where they make roti every single day and now you know there's actually a a machine you can buy that you basically add just flour and water and it makes roti and i know some people think it's a really terrible idea not to be making them by hand with love Tell me a little bit. I'm curious about your your transition to plant based cooking because I'm guessing that I'm having this idea that meat must have been treasured in many way and possibly cheese also in in the Italian cooking. Though I'm guessing there also wasn't necessarily a whole lot of it, um, just because of cost and other things. But tell me about how you you uh, approached plant based cooking a little bit later in life, maybe. Okay, my first approach was uh, during uh, the university because um, I uh, exactly during my fourth year in the university in which I was uh, 
um, I was studying about uh, climate and so on, and uh, um, I was uh, really sensitive to uh, environmental issues. And uh, I am, the other reason is because I am an animal lover, and so uh, I decided to, to try to have a vegetarian uh, diet. And um, it was a, a, li a little bit uh, a failure for me because after months that uh, I have been try I I tried to follow a vegetarian diet, I I I not I was not sick, but I was not uh, um, full of energy, and so um, I decided to stop. But um, um, some some uh, years later. I uh, was able to understand that my diet was not uh, good because um, I was a student and uh, I, at that time I didn't have a lot, lot of time to dedicate to, to, to the cooking. And so I used to eat a lot of um, things, a uh, uh, lot of food in cans like beans or, for example, um, uh, frozen food and uh, something like that, that is, uh, in my opinion, uh, not good. And so uh, some, some, some years later, I um, decided to become vegetarian again after, um, after a visit with a nutritionist then, that uh, uh, gave me some advices in how to manage my, my diet in a better, in a better way. And uh, so uh, I discovered that uh, my diet uh, some years uh, before uh, was not was not good, was not balanced. So this is the reason because uh, it was uh, so not so good for me. Not because it was a vegetarian a vegetarian diet, but because I was not able to um, to balance um, this diet in a properly way. And uh, because uh, I used to uh, have a lot of processed food, and uh, so I understood. I finally I understood the importance of um, to have uh, fresh fresh food and uh, not processed uh, food. And um, after three years in the vegetarian uh, uh, diet, uh, um, I decided to to do a. a a step uh, forward in um, and uh, becoming uh, total. I I would like to try. It was a, just an experiment, and uh, I decided to to try uh, a vegan, a completely vegan diet because uh, I uh, I I I was not able anymore to uh, to uh, to use uh, dairy because of the impact of the on the animal. Life, uh, it, I think that is the industry of the dairy or the industry of uh, eggs is uh, one of the worst uh, things that uh, our uh, society has. They are hidden from uh, our uh, view, but uh, I think that is uh, terrible what happens. And so I decided to to stop to eat uh, uh, every kind of food that comes from animal and um, 
was just an experiment, but uh, I am just, uh, but I am still in that experiment. So it was uh, really successful. Yes. That, that sounds, that sounds fantastic. I, I will ask you about the next step in a second, but I want to backtrack onto something you said, um, which I think shows the cultural divide to some extent between North America and Italy. When you mention, uh, you know, for you canned foods and frozen foods, you see as more like processed food and, and less valuable. And when I think of processed food and diet of the average North American, it's like canned foods, like canned beans are just so wonderful compared to the stuff that the vast majority of people are eating, right? Um, so it's really, I think it shows the, I mean, the gift, the beauty of having had the upbringing of, you know, growing up with your own, growing your own beans and, and having your own fresh, fresh everything. Um, it's just spectacular. Um, I don't, yes. it's, it's, yes, because, you know, when somebody tells me I'm going to eat canned beans, I'm like, great. <laughs> you know? yes. Because compared to eating like hot dogs, this is amazing. So yes. Different, different kind of culture, right? Um, but so I'm, I'm curious to understand what happened that you decided to make the step into becoming um, a chef yourself, because the whole time, you know, you've been cooking for yourself, maybe, and, and you grew up in that environment. But how did it happen to you to decide, let's make this my, my life, mm. my full time job? Probably was the, the birth of my daughter, because uh, when um, she was born, um, um, I, me, I, and uh, my husband decided to, um, to give her a, a basically a plant-based, uh, um, diet. And uh, so, uh, we decided to, um, to have a, a consultation with a pediatrician and the nutritionist. And we were really lucky because uh, near our city, there was um, a doctor, a, a woman, a, a, this, a doctor that uh, had, had two, um, she was a, a nutritionist and she was vegan and she was a, pedi a pediatrician too. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. so she was really able to give us some um, uh, advices in how to grow uh, your uh, your 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 child in the best with a vegan diet and so i started to prepare everything because i i didn't want to give to my daughter um processed food and i started to to do everything at home everything and um, at that point uh, i uh, i uh I tried different experiments, different uh, kind of um, diet on um, on my on, on my body. For example, I tried to avoid gluten for some weeks and so on, in order to understand what what is the impact of some foods on your body. And um, I discovered uh, many things, and I discovered, for example, that uh, fresh food is uh, like uh, fruit or vegetables are really good for uh, your um, for your health and for your energy level 
And so I decided to uh, to study um, to study more to um, about uh, plant based food and uh, to to have uh, many research um, in or, in order to understand if plant based food is uh, is good for um, for a human for a human diet. I know that uh, sometimes uh, it seems a little bit extremist. But I think that uh, is um, probably in um, for the way in which we used to live now in the city pro- is the best thing that we can do because uh, it probably is a reaction to uh, too much uh, meat and dairy that uh, we that that we uh, we find in the supermarkets. I honestly, for me, it was a reaction. I decided to. Um, to become like completely plant-based as a reaction. Um, I I don't think that is a, a good, a bad thing to have uh, sometimes a, a little amount of meat if you live in a in a place in which uh, uh, there are no other possibilities. For example, my um, my grand my grandparents they used to have meat just on Sunday. Because they have other kind of food, there was no necessity to have uh, meat every day. But uh, the the modern the modern diet is uh, completely, I think that uh, has uh, has no sense because there is too much too much meat and too too much dairy in our uh, diet, and um, is uh, is a no sense in my opinion especially if you have other kind of food available and you can eat better better things but totally. um, yeah. yes i mean there's a lot of people in in north america and i'm sure in the uk too that have meat at pretty much every meal of the day and yes. dairy or eggs or dairy and or eggs at most yes. meals and it's so much compared to what was even traditionally like even if yeah and and i think some places in the world where they don't like if you live on an island and you can't grow wheat to make your own pasta you know that's one thing um and you have to eat fish but most people do are not in that situation and it's been yes exactly because abusive Yes, because we live in uh, in cities that uh, in which we have every kind of food that um, food that comes from other parts of the world that uh, had long travels. I know that is not uh, sustainable, but we have access to many foods. So I don't know why uh, why don't to try to have a diet that uh, has more fruits or more uh, vegetables. Uh, so. That's just fantastic. I want to ask you, what do you think makes good um, vegan Italian food? Oh, to to make uh, vegan Italian food is uh, is my basically my passion because um, uh, when um, d- during my my life in Italy, uh, I went uh, I moved from Italy almost four years ago. But uh, basically, most of my li- I spent most of my life in Italy, 
And um, the, in the last uh, years, I had a lot of travels in different regions of Italy and in different regions of Italy. And um, I was really interested in um, uh, in regional recipes because um, even if Italy is very small, there are every region has a lot of di- a lot of difference and um, different and different dishes, different uh, uh, recipes in uh, their tradition. Uh, for example, um, uh, I I noticed that. Um, in the south, there is a lot of uh, uh, is um, is very used. The, the vegetables are really really used. If you go in Puglia, is amazing because uh, you will find every kind of veg- vegetables you can imagine, and uh, even something that uh, you can't imagine because uh, they are uh, trying to uh, to discover to rediscover the ancient. Uh, um, variety so is is amazing and um, in the north there are um, that is the the climate is a little bit uh, more um, cold during the winter they used to have a different kind of food uh, more meat and more da- dairy but uh, the interesting thing is that uh, in every region you will find different res- recipes and uh, there are a lot of recipes that are vegan so for I love for example um, Umbria that is in the central Italy and they have um, a lot of variety of lentils in the mountain and uh, a lot obviously a lot of recipes with uh, lentils uh, they, they are really famous or for if you go for example in the uh, Sicily, you will find different kind of food and so on, and different recipes. So, uh, in uh, in my travels and uh, in in um, in my experience, I try to uh, discover all the recipes that uh, that uh, were born vegan, but at the same time, I uh, I try to um, transform the uh, Recipes that are not vegan in vegan, for example, uh, the bolognese that is uh, very very famous uh, in the uh, in the rest of the world. Uh, it's possible to substitute uh, the uh, the meat with uh, uh, with soy or for example or with lent- with lentils is uh, is very good. Uh, you can uh, substitute the the, bolo- the the meat in a very simple way. I don't come from an Italian family, but spaghetti bolognese was my favorite thing growing up. But I'm sure that it was not the kind that your grandmother, your nonna, would have approved of. So tell me, explain to me how to make a good vegan bolognese that feels authentic and good to you. Okay. I think that uh, the the most important thing is uh, to... um, is uh, the the base that is uh, is uh, made of uh, vegetables you must use uh, carrots onion and um, uh, celery you have to um, to process in the in the in the 
processor food processor in the food exactly in the food processor or you can cut uh, with a knife in a small uh, dices and then um, i think that a good a good tips is to use uh, the uh, white wine and uh, because uh, of the fragrance of the the wine is very good in the in the bolognese and Not the red can, wine I think uh, you can use the red. You can use the red wine too. It's fine, but uh, I think that the white wine is perfect in order to okay. have. A, yes, <laughs> and um, you can use some herbs. Uh, for example, oh, I don't remember in English how to say alloro. Oh no, is alloro. Um, yes, is um, oh I. Um, I'm, I'm googling it. Loris, Laurel, Laurel, probably, probably Laurel yes. leaves, right? The, the yes, leaves. exactly. They are some leaves, and I think that they are really good in the when uh, you if you put this in the in the vegetables, and then then the other thing that uh, is uh, good in the in the bolognese is uh, to have a slow a slow slow. Cook, uh, cooking because it requires a lot of time in order to have the the right con- consistency and the right uh, uh, fra- fragrance flavors flavors, flavors. Yes. yes 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 is uh, what about mushrooms or um I'm trying to think of other thing I would put in that garlic mushrooms are those things part of the picture at all or is it true bolognese just the what do you call the, you know, the, the French call it mirepoix. What is the the word in Italian for celery, carrot, and onion? Um, we call it uh, soffritto. Soffritto, yes. So yes. Other than the soffritto, do you add any other vegetables? No, no we don't add uh, we don't add garlic and. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> I know, I know. We know. I have a hunty from Bologna, and she um, where she, bolognese sauce is yes, from. In she case used, somebody didn't. <laughs> yes, I learned from her to how to 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 do the from from uh, from her, her husband because my my uncle was very good in the kitchen. How to do the real bolognese? And uh, honestly, he used a lot of meat, and uh, at the end, he used to um, to put inside a little bit of butter. But um, in the south, when we uh, we we make bolognese, we use olive oil. In the north, they use uh, butter. So the probably the the real bolognese, I think, is uh, with uh, a lot of meat. Um, not so so much uh, tomato sauce and uh, a little bit of um, butter. Unfortunately, okay. let's let's backtrack here because you've just said not too much tomato sauce, and I'm confused yes. because for me, <laughs> yes. has lots of tomatoes. So, so how much tomatoes? What kind of tomatoes should people use? And let's. I mean, I don't know about your grocery stores in Cambridge, but here in Canada, most of the year, the tomatoes look really sad, obviously. Um, and uh, also, how do you manage the meat part in the vegan version? In, I, in, the, in, in the last period, I used to, um, to substitute meat with lentils, 
uh, that could be, for example, green lentils or um, not, black lentils are good too. And uh, you put but them in cooked or cooked? Dry? Yes. You, okay, you put it cooked first. Yes, you must uh, you must cook the lentils before adding in the bolognese. And uh, yes, uh, otherwise you can use, uh, for for example, uh, portobello mushrooms instead of uh, lentils because they give uh, the a good um, consistency. And um, f- from food fu- from food future institute, I learned to prepare bolognese with uh, to, uh, with uh, portobello mushrooms and a little bit of uh, walnuts because they give. Uh, um, a bit of crunchy that is really nice because remember the consistency of the meat. I think that is uh, wonderful. Yeah, the same as uh, uh, taco meat, vegan taco mm. meat is often made with a mix of lentils and walnuts or even I've I've uh, done it with uh, chopped like really finely cauliflower okay. and walnuts together. That The cauliflower wouldn't work in the bolognese, but... Um, yeah, mixing the walnut. It's funny because in meat, there is that, like, not every bite is the same. Yes. I think that might be what the walnuts do. So what about the tomatoes? Uh, tomato is, um, I in, in the South, we use a lot of tomatoes because we have big, huge amounts of tomatoes. So we use because a lot. Because you don't know what to do with them. <laughs> exactly. Because we <laughs> have to go somewhere. To- Exactly, but um, from my uncle that uh, he, he lived in Bologna and uh, his um, wife was uh, from Bologna, I know that uh, you must use a little bit of tomato. It's uh, just a little bit to give col- the color, not too much. And uh, yes, I know was a was a shock. <laughs> it was a shock to discover this. Yes. So, so the result would be more. It wouldn't be exactly a sauce. Like it wouldn't be very, because I think of a sauce as quite liquid. But if you're not putting in too much tomatoes and you have those lentils, maybe the walnuts, the, the, the sofrito, it's not really saucy. Am I, am I right? Yeah, yes, you're right. I think that the best thing is uh, to have uh, probably um, the, the proportion is a one one. Uh, for if you have, uh, uh, for example, um, one uh, one uh, one kilo one one kilo of uh, um, vegetables and lentils, uh, carrots, uh, celery, and so on, I will use one kilo of uh, sauce. So okay. half and a half, half and a half. In my opinion, because I like uh, the creamy uh, creamy bolognese. And the other bad bad news is that um, in Italy we don't we don't use bolognese with spaghetti, but we use tagliatelle, <laughs> that are a similar kind of pasta but is um, uh, larger. Yes, yes, it's flat. It's kind of like yes, linguine yes. or exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, but uh, if you go in um, Bologna, you you will find the tagliatelle. Tagliatelle is uh, the best thing in order to have bolognese, not spaghetti. Does, does it have the edges, um, a little bit wavy edges? I don't know how to yes, do that. Uh, yes, so it yes, catches yes, the it, sauce, right? Exactly. exactly. It's a large pasta, flat pasta, large is very is perfect. 
for uh, for Bolognese. Yes. Sounds sounds good. And you know, I'm thinking I think in my mind I'm also visualizing doing something very similar but more like a mushroom ragu with mm -hmm. also the tagliatelle. I think that would be really good. So Yes. Yes. That that sounds it. Thank you for sharing this and I have to say here in Vegan Family Kitchen I encourage people to cook things whichever way they want. And if they want more tomatoes, then go for it if that's yes. what it takes. And, you know, I love garlic because it's very healthy. But at the same time, I, I get so inspired when I I hear about how things have been done for centuries. And um, food is evolving and changing all around. That's That's just fabulous. Tell me a little bit about your foray into raw raw food and especially raw cakes i have seen some beautiful pictures of of food you have created for for events and and for people tell me a little bit about how that came about for you um, i discovered the raw food many years ago during uh, some travel to probably i when i went to australia i went uh, near Bri not not brisbane but in another city And they, I think that there they are very, very um, passionate about healthy food. Um, and I discovered there that this kind of raw food, of a raw cake, was about uh, 10 years ago. And um, when I came back to, to Italy, I decided that uh, I have to learn more about raw cake. Um, but I never find... I, 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 never found some recipe that was good in order to have the the right consistency consistency or the right taste because sometimes uh, the in the recipe um, they they use a lot of uh, um, coconut oil and so on the one of the first recipe that i tried and was really good was um, one recipe from um, uh, the um, the course of um, Matthew Kinney, the food Future institute because they have they have a section they in, in their in their course uh, they have a section that is dedicated to raw food and for me it was uh, wonderful i lo when i tried the recipe i I felt in love and I decided that uh, I need to discover more about uh, raw food, especially because of the impact on, uh, on the body that is, uh, is great. Because, um, for example, if you eat, uh, I noticed that if you eat raw food in, uh, for lunch, you add a lot of energy. You have... Um, Uh, sometimes I used to do some crackers, uh, raw, raw crackers uh, and um, raw cheese. Uh, and uh, um, I eat this one, this this food with, uh, for example, uh, the fermented food like kimchi and is uh, wonderful. I feel really, really full Energetic. of energy. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And um, the, the, I discovered... Was um, I I was uh, I was uh, in my in my life I was I never was good in the in the with cakes because baking. Uh, I <laughs> yes in baking uh, my uh, experiment uh, were a failure every time. Oh no! And 
<laughs> yes. And so um, when I uh, I started to uh, to do raw cake, they they were fantastic, and I was was incredible. So I decided that uh, probably uh, was uh, they they choose me. So I de- and and I decided to go on because uh, I really love to to prepare uh, to make a vegan cake. In my opinion, they are simple. Yes, there are a lot of ingredients inside, but uh, when you know the ingredients uh, and uh, if you are organized, I think that they are more simpler than uh, baked cakes because um, you are able to uh, to repeat. With baking, uh, no, because sometimes the cake are uh, tall. Other time, uh, if you have uh, different uh, ingredients, they 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 are uh, flat yeah. flattened yes so or they are not cooked uh, in in a good manner yeah and so yeah. yes i decided that the best thing is uh, to prepare um raw cakes and um, i think that uh, they are very um similar to they are very close to my philosophy because um um you you can make a, a raw cake from uh, very simple ingredients so for, you, you need nuts or you need uh, coconut oil um coconut sugar and um, some b- very simple ingredients that that you can keep in your in your uh, house and um uh, you don't need to to buy, for example, uh, butter or other kind of oil that you must keep in the fridge. They are really, really simple to to make from uh, from simple ingredients. So, I am so jealous of the people of Cambridge that are now able to order <laughs> cakes from you and. Uh, raw cakes in particular, because yes, you say it's simple. And I also had uh, Crystal Bonnet on the on the podcast a few months ago, and she's also very enthusiastic about it. And for me, at this stage of my life, making raw cakes is just like one too many things that I can't engage with. But I'm so delighted that you're offering this. Tell me, give me one example. If it's my birthday and I'm in Cambridge and I want a raw cake for for celebrating my life. Um, what what would it look like? What would be in it? I think that um, uh, probably one of the best cake is um, the the raw cheesecake that is uh, with um, with with a layer of cashew and um, fresh fruit like uh, strawberry or other kind of berries. I think that is the best one. It's really simple. And um, is uh, very tasty. I love I love um, Crystal Bonnet um, book. Uh, it give it gave uh, it. Uh, w- she was able to give me many many ideas uh, in how to prepare cakes. And uh, I love one of her cakes that is uh, the um, uh, avocado k limes is wonderful because wow. uh, there is. Yes, is the taste is great, and there is this crust that is uh, made of uh, coconut and um, uh, 
Helmons is uh, fantastic and uh, is more lighter than the, the is uh, really is really light probably because um, is used the avocado and the lime is fresh and uh, it's wonderful yes that sounds delicious i'm a chocolate kind of person but i i would sign up for that birthday cake any day um tell me finally just to um to wrap up a little bit because uh again the people of cambridge very lucky can hire you as as their private chef whether it's for home cooking, or I know you've also done some catering for events and the, the plating was just beautiful. And by the way, um, I want to say also that the student, the students of the University of Cambridge, not the uh, whole university, but the students have voted to have all plant-based food at their functions. And that is just so beautiful. And they have one more reason to hire you as a caterer. So that sounds so awesome. Uh, but tell me if you have any tips For people who are listening to this, who are home cooks, who don't have the capacity to have a wonderful private chef such as yourself, how can they make their their food um, more healthy, more flavorful, and without getting too, too complicated? Okay. I think that um, um, in Italian food, you uh, you can find many recipes that are really simple, are simple, are uh, simple for children too because uh, i remember that uh, one of the first things that i was able to learn w was uh, how to prepare uh, how to make pasta so for example um, one idea is uh, to just to prepare uh, pasta with uh, tomato and basil or uh, and a homemade pesto is really simple to to do in a vegan version too, because uh, you can use, um, uh, for instead of uh, uh, cheese, you you can use, uh, uh, for example, oh, I I don't remember in this the substitute of the cheese uh, that um, nutritional yeast is that what you nutrition mean? exactly yes. you can use a nutritional yeast and it's perfect. Homemade pesto, I think that is a, a, a really nice thing to start to 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 have a, 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 sim, a simple uh, Italian um, Italian dish, or basically another uh, yes another simple recipe is uh, pasta with uh, tomato and basil and um, what else uh, or um, You can learn to cook uh, uh, lentils or other kind uh, or beans and so on. There are uh, easy recipe. For example, from uh, Tuscany, I know a recipe whose name is um, uh, the name is fagioli all'uccelletto, and uh, they are beans with uh, sage and garlic and a little bit of tomato, and they are very simple to to make, but uh, they are really tasteful. Or you can uh, try to use uh, herbs because in in Italy we use a lot of uh, herbs and uh, garlic, <laughs> uh, but herbs like um, basil or uh, parsley, oregano or rosemary, for example, you can uh, make uh, potatoes with the, with the herbs 
they are uh, really, really I my my customers usually are uh, uh, when uh, I I prepare for them uh, uh, this kind of potatoes with uh, all the herbs they are enthusiastic and uh, it's very simple because you just have to cut the potatoes and add a, a lot of um, herbs like uh, thyme and rosemary and oregano is very good and uh, i put a little bit of um, garlic uh, uh, gar- garlic slice or gar- garlic in the with his skin is really good because uh, oh you can I've put never done some, that. Yes, I you can you can do this you can do these um, potatoes and with, with these herbs olive oil extra virgin oil olive oil and um, garlic bulb in the in their skin you can put okay. in uh, in on on the tray and when they are ready the the smell is wonderful and oregano is uh, is I think that is the key. So do you eat the garlic skins? No, or do you I have don't to eat, squeeze them uh, out. No, you you can use just in the in the tray, and then you can uh, put off. But uh, the smell oh. is ve- is very good. I think that garlic and the oregano are um, are really really good. Otherwise, another another uh, recipe that I know uh, because uh, every region uh, has different uh, um, way to do the same thing. And for example, uh, in the market that is uh, the region of my husband, they used to prepare potatoes with rosemary, uh, olive oil, and uh, black peppers. A lot of black peppers, and they are nice. Yes, they are nice. Maybe one last question: What is your client's favorite thing that you cook for them? Uh, probably is the. Um, a lot of people likes the um, vegan version of frittata, of Italian frittata, that uh, oh. usually is made with eggs. But I have a recipe with um, um, ch- uh, with chickpeas flour that is great. Because uh, um, in Italy we have, in, in Tuscany, there is, the, um, there is a recipe that we, we call... Uh, Cecina, Cecina, and uh, you can use uh, this uh, this uh, buttered of uh, chickpeas and water with a little bit of um, um, so baking baking uh, soda oh, in yeah. order to yes, and uh, is uh, is really good in order to prepare something similar to frittata. Like a uh, like an egg pie kind of thing. Exactly, with, exactly. Um, like an egg flour. pie. Exactly. And uh, for example, in in Naples, uh, they they used to do uh, fr- uh, frittata pasta because when you have uh, some pasta that is uh, oh yeah from from the lunch, uh, in order not to uh, throw away, they they do um, uh, frittata pasta frittata. And uh, I try to do this with the chick- chickpeas flour, and it's uh, really, really nice. It's wonderful. That is a great idea. I'm going to try that this weekend for yes. sure. 
I can uh, I can share the recipe with you. I can uh, give you the uh, the exact uh, amount of uh, uh, chickpeas, would, flour, and water. I would love to see that, and I can put it in the show notes as well for everyone who's listening. I always uh, I, I feel like I need to put my chickpea flour in a place where I see it more, and I remember to use it. I love making those thin like galettes, crepes thing. Um, I there's an Indian name for them. Indian cuisine has those very thin chickpea flour little crepes that are delicious, but that sounds like another great way to use it. It's not par parota, no. Uh, yeah, Probably. I don't. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll look it up and we'll put it in the show notes. And I want to thank you so much for being here today and sharing your knowledge so generously. And if anyone happens to listen to this and they are in Cambridge or not too far from it, and either they want a raw cake, and by the way, they have to invite me, I'll like make the trip over to come and have a piece of cake with them, or they would like to retain your services if you have time as a private chef, how can they get a hold of you? What's the right way to contact you? Ah yes, um, I have a, a website. Um, um, you can find me by my Instagram page. Probably is um, the most simple way. And um, on, on my Instagram page, there is the link to my website. And um, so, uh, by the website, you can contact me. Every people interested can uh, contact me. Yes, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. I will put that in the show notes. And again, thank you for being with me today. I wish, I wish, um, or I hope rather that at some point in the not too, too distant future, I can be a little mouse in your kitchen and learn so much from you and watch you cook. I think um, it, you have so much fabulous knowledge to share and I'm, I'm glad you're doing it the plant-based way. Thank you for being with me today. Thank you for uh, inviting me and uh, to give me the possibility to, uh, to, to, to spread my passion for uh, plant-based food and uh, Italian uh, recipes. Thank you so much. <laughs>